1: Uh-uh,
2: don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear... well ...during another exciting episode of Chicken Man.
3: He's everywhere! He's
2: everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known.
1: I of Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays we hope to save the secret word on You Bet Your Life. So this episode... I had listed, for, was f- supposed to be from October 17th, that's what it was listed as, but it was in fact somewhere between 1956 and 1959, due to how the game rules were changed. The October 17th episode is said to have existed, or does exist according to the Radio Gold Index, but I have been unable to find it. So instead, this episode originally aired uh, one week after this one the the one which was supposed to air so on october 24th 1951 and george what is that secret word ladies and gentlemen the secret word tonight is floor
0: f-l-o-o-r really you bet your life than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in you Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Let's not go overboard. It's only me.
3: <laughs>
4: well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples tonight.
0: Uh, Mr. Fenneman, who's first to try for the $1,000? We invited some wives of college professors to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Dorothy Robbins. Her partner is a memory expert, Mr. David Roth. And here they are. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, folks. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the
4: secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Uh, Robbins, huh? You're the college professor's wife, eh? Yes, I am. Uh, where are you from?
5: Uh... I was born in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn? hmm
4: mm. Well, I admire this audience. That's the first time anybody's mentioned Brooklyn without the whole audience going into hysterics. I'm surprised, too. <laughs> I'm surprised and gratified, too. This must be a very high-class audience. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Brooklyn, huh? Eh? I'll call you Dorothy, huh? Eh? Fine.
3: And I'm you can sure call I... me
4: Dorothy, too. <laughs> How long have you been married, Mrs. Robin? Seventeen years. Uh, how, has it been happy all along? Oh yes. Been very. And what college is your husband a professor?
5: At UCLA.
4: What subject does your husband teach?
5: Uh, business administration.
4: I see. And uh, is he good at it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Does he ever advise you about your uh, checkbook at the end of the month? Or...
5: Well, he tries to organize me.
4: And uh, has he been very successful?
5: Well, uh, when I'm organized, I can't find things.
4: Well, that must make it very pleasant around the house huh?
3: And
4: <laughs> uh, Mr. David Roth, uh, I just call you Dave, huh? Correct You can call me Dorothy Now, let's see uh, <laughs> What is it you do, Mr. Roth? Why, I'm a memory expert Oh, yes, I forgot uh... <laughs> well, Where are you from, Mr. Roth? Well, I was born in Milwaukee uh-huh. Well, no wonder you're a memory expert Anything from Milwaukee is bound to have a head on it.
3: <laughs> are
4: you are you married? Oh yes. Any children? One. Well, you are a memory expert, all right. You remember everything, don't you? <laughs> how how old are you, Mr. Ross?
5: Oh, I'm past fifty. <laughs>
3: Well, when
4: did you pass it, Mr. Ross?
3: <laughs>
4: and how fast were you going? <laughs>
3: Pretty
4: fast. How much uh, past
5: fifty? Well, quite a bit. My wife, rather, I wouldn't tell my age.
4: Would you tell your wife's age? <laughs> no, I wouldn't dare to do that.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you're the pro- you're the professor's wife, That's aren't right, you, yes. Dorothy? Mm-hmm. My memory is improving already, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> And all it took was a short conversation with Mr., uh, what was your, what would you say your name? <laughs> what did you say your name was? Oh, uh, Ross. Ross. My eyes are not what they used to be. I don't remember anything very well. I thought I recognized, you were the fellow who was here a minute ago, weren't you, Mr. Ross?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: now, uh, tell me, Mr. Oglethorpe, how did you happen to become a memory expert uh, when you were a little boy? Was it your ambition to become an elephant?
5: No, I'll tell you. I was a boy in high school in Cincinnati. You and were a my, boy in high school. A boy in high well, school. Well, I'm sure of it. Huh? <laughs> and I was about 15 years. Were you ever a girl in high school? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about 15 years of age, and I found that my memory wasn't any good. So I tried to devise a method so I could at least pass my examinations. And that's how I got to be a memory expert. I
4: see. You know, I devised a method to help pass examinations too, but uh, <laughs> they threw me out of school for it. <laughs> I was was the West Point of my time. (laughs) Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question, but right now I want you to pay attention to something
0: real important. In one amazing test after another, DeSoto's superior performance has been proved again and again. In the famous waterproof ignition test, a new DeSoto is driven at higher than usual speed through a water flooded street. Water is allowed to splash right up over the engine reaching almost every part of the ignition system. Yet the new DeSoto keeps right on running without missing a beat. To you, waterproof ignition means your new DeSoto will start in even the wettest weather. And what a ride DeSoto gives you. The famous DeSoto road tests have proved that DeSoto's Auroflow shock absorbers give the smoothest ride ever known. Why, the bumps just melt right out from under you. And DeSoto's sensational blowout tests have proved the value of safety rim wheels. With an ordinary car, a blowout may cause the tire to leave the rim and may throw the car out of control. But with DeSoto's amazing safety rim wheel, special protective ridges hold the tire securely on the rim and allow the driver to bring the new DeSoto to a sure, safe stop. Yes, friends, in one amazing test after another, DeSoto's superior performance has been proved again and again. With waterproof ignition, oroflow shock absorbers, safety rim wheels, and a host of other exciting features. See it now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. <laughs>
4: All right, now let's see how well you work together as a team. Uh, George, would you mind explaining the rules?
0: Um, here are the rules: you bet as much of your twenty dollars as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the thousand dollar question later in the show.
4: All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you twenty dollars. You selected capital cities of the world. Here's your first question. How much of the twenty are you going to bet? Fifteen.
3: Fifteen.
4: Fifteen. What is the capital city of Denmark? Copenhagen. Copenhagen, Copenhagen is right. <laughs>
0: You're on your way. You have
4: $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000 a night. How much of the 35 are you going to bet on your second question? 30 $30? Uh, what is the capital city of Bolivia? No. We're stuck. <laughs>
3: uh,
4: well, it's La Paz. Or La Paz. Yeah, uh, L-A, <laughs> capital P-A-Z. That's a tough one. I, that's too bad. How much have they got now?
0: you dropped down to $5. Oh. oh, well,
4: that's a shame. Here's your third question. How much of the $5 are you going to risk now? Can
3: we bet 4
4: Four. Four dollars. All right. What is the capital city of Poland? Uh, Warsaw. Warsaw is right. Please. And <laughs>
3: well, on your
4: way again, you have nine dollars. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the nine dollars are you going to risk? Oh, all of it. All of it.
5: All right. All Shoot the
4: works, sir. What is the capital city of Argentina? Um, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires is
0: right. <laughs> and you're lined up with a grand total of eighteen dollars. <laughs> and good
4: luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer.
0: Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected some new parents to be on the show tonight, Groucho. And here they are, Alexander Podgorny of the United States Navy and Mrs. Podgorny. Come in here and meet Groucho Marx. (laughs) Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer.
4: Say the secret word and win $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Barbara and Alexander Podgorny. Huh? Yes,
3: that's
4: right. Uh, that's a kind of a curious name. Uh, what is the, uh, what kind of a name is that, uh, Alex? It's a Polish name, sir. Polish? Yes, sir. Oh, are you in the Polish Navy? <laughs> <laughs> afraid
3: I'm not, sir. No.
4: Well, don't be afraid. You ought to be very happy that you're not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what, what
4: is your first name, uh, Mrs. Podgorny? Barbara. Barbara? Yeah. Well, that's a lovely name, and you're a very attractive girl. And you're a very lucky pole. (laughs) Thank
3: you.
4: How old are you, uh, Alex? I'm 28, sir. 28. And uh, how old is your baby?
3: He's four months today. Alex is four months?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, our baby is. Oh, where are you from, Barbara?
3: I'm from Carpets Christie, Texas.
4: Where?
5: Carpets Christie, Texas. Texas,
4: huh? (laughs) There they are, the people from Brooklyn again. Uh, how how old are you, uh, Alex? I'm 28, sir. 28. Yeah. And you're, you're, uh, your your is your name, Mr. Roth? Uh, did you say?
3: Uh...
4: <laughs> what did you say your name was? I'm Barbara Podgorny. Oh, Barbara Podgorny, you're Mr. Roth, huh?
3: <laughs>
4: how do you like being married to a sailor, Barbara? Is he is he gobs of fun? Yes,
3: he is. He really is. Is he? Mm. Mmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: Does he have a girl in every port? No,
3: he doesn't. <laughs> How do you know he
4: hasn't got any other girls? Well, he's
3: land-based. Oh, he's land-based? Yes, he is. He, he doesn't go to sea.
4: He doesn't go to sea who? <laughs> That's kind of an incomplete statement, isn't it?
3: No, what I mean is he's stationed up at Point Magoo.
4: Well, where is Point where? Point Magoo. Point Magoo? Yes. <laughs> Is that anything like Fibber, Magoo, and Molly?
3: No, <laughs> 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 what is
4: a Point Magoo? I don't understand this, huh?
3: Point Magoo is the Naval Air Missile Test Center.
4: Well, uh, where is uh, Point Magoo?
3: It's about 60 miles up the coast, I believe.
4: Your husband is at Point Magoo, 60 miles up the coast?
3: Yes, he is. Well,
4: who is this imposter? Huh? <laughs> Why are you stationed at, at uh, Point Magoo? Uh, what is that? Well, uh, Point Magoo is a naval air missile test center. Is It's the... Uh, a, what do you mean a missile? Is that anything like mistletoe? <laughs> <laughs> mistletoe sir, is something you kiss a girl under. Not me. I kiss a girl under her nose.
3: <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
4: Some of those noses look like Point Magoo, too. Right? <laughs>
3: Tell me something about these
4: guided missiles, will you? How, how do they work? Alex? Well, well it's an experimental stay, are experimental and testing of guided missiles, is what it is, sir. And outside of that, it's restricted. There's nothing more, much more I can tell you. This is this is top, top secret stuff? Yes, yes, it is. You're sir. not allowed to disclose anything? Nothing at all, sir. In other words, it's none of my business. Is that right? That's right, absolutely. You'll thank me to keep my nose out of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it may interest
4: you to know that I could tell you plenty about guided missiles. I used to be one. You used to be one. <laughs> The first man ever shot out of a cannon. (laughs) I was doing fine, too, until I got a swell head.
3: Where were we? Oh, yes. Uh, Tell
4: me, Mr. Roth. uh, uh, No. uh, Mr. Podgorny, uh, we were talking about your new baby. It happens we were not but it's time we did, don't you think? What is this uh, little youngster's name?
3: His name is Russell Anthony Podgorny.
4: Well, that's a fine, fine name. There's a lot of eloquence to it, huh? Well, it's a wonderful thing, having a new baby. Right now, I'd give anything to be in your shoes. You know why? No, I don't. I've got a nail in mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you have a baby, uh, do you get more money from the Navy, uh, Alex? Uh, No, I don't, sir. Uh, You have to have two or more children before you get any additional allowances. Is that so? You mean the Navy doesn't give a toot for one baby, eh? That doesn't seem fair. Isn't there anything you can do about it? No, sir.
3: <laughs>
4: well, you could file a complaint with the Secretary of the Navy,
3: couldn't you?
4: he wouldn't get it. Does, uh... Alex, ever bother to amuse the baby?
3: Oh, yes, he does quite a lot.
4: Could you show us how he amuses the baby?
3: (laughs) Well, he'll go, (laughs) boodily, (laughs) boodily, boodily, or... Look at me here now. (laughs) I guess it's
4: just as well if you don't have another kid. Uh, ser- seriously, Barbara, as the uh, MC say, uh, does this really amuse the baby? Boodly, boodly, boodly. boodly. Oh, yes, he
3: just cooves and laughs. And this is
4: what he does? Uh, yes, could you he does. show us how you do it, Alex? I <laughs> know. <laughs> but you do do it to the baby, eh? Yes, I do. Well, Alex, it may amuse the baby now, but in 10 years, that boy's going to be worried about his own man. <laughs>
3: Well, you're a wonderful,
4: uh, representative young American couple, and I think the United States Navy and America can be proud of kids like you, too. Thank you. And I'm sure you'll go far. Thank you, Gretchen. very much. I'm sure you'll go even further than Point Mago, you two. We hope to. You may even have to go to your DeSoto Plymouth right? No. <laughs> and you won't uh, make any mistake if you go there. Do I sound like Godfrey?
3: <laughs> I have some tea here that I would like to dip in. <laughs> now
4: you're going to play... They eat and drink on that show. I get nothing. Did you ever try to eat a soda or a Plymouth?
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're
4: wonderful writing qualities, but you cannot eat anything on it except an occasional inner tube. <laughs>
3: All right, now you're
4: going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. You run your $20 into more than there are other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but Mr. Fenneman is going to remind our listeners.
0: The professor's wife and the memory expert won $18.
4: Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected instruments played by orchestra leaders. Here's your first question How much would you bet? What do you think? How much are you going to bet? 13 $13, Thirteen dollars on a dollars? dead man's chest, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. What instrument does Carmen Caballero play? Piano, sir. The piano is correct. <laughs> to a good start. You have $33. You remember, you're going oh, for a $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 33 are you going to bet this time? 30. 30. 30. What <laughs> instrument does Xavier Cuga play? Violin. Violin is right. <laughs> you now have $63. And here's your third question. How much are you going to bet this time? Okay.
3: 62.
4: See. 62. Yeah. 62. What instrument does Freddie Martin play? Talk it over. No. I
3: don't know.
4: I Take a guess if you don't know. I it's a can, I'll we'll No, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a saxophone. <laughs> you should have known <laughs> that. I thought it was that. some kind of a horn, but I didn't
3: know oh, what kind got, it was. do you kids go out? I'm
4: sure you've gone to dance halls and stuff. We dance for the morning.
3: We sure have.
4: It's <laughs> a shame you yeah, well, have. One you know, I was a, you know it was a trouble, don't you? You two were watching each other instead of the orchestra. Leading. Oh. Now you're down to a dollar. Yes. It's a good uh, thing you haven't got that second kid.
3: <laughs>
4: but the Navy is still pretty steady pay, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. Now, you, how much are you going to bet? You'll we'll bet have dollar. You've got, you're going to bet the whole dollar? Right.
3: I'm buy. You lose
4: this, you can dive through a porthole.
3: Right?
4: <laughs> All right. What instrument does Woody Hyman play? Clarinet. About. Clarinet yeah. is right. Oh, honey. <laughs> we got uh, the only one. $2. Uh... I'll give you one question, Arnie. If you get it right, you win $10. Think hard now. No help from the audience. You ready? Yes, sir. Who was buried in Grant's tomb?
3: <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be
4: Grant. General Grant <laughs> is right.
0: <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a wrestling referee and a woman who works in a candy factory. And here they come, Mrs. Betty Whitener and Mr. Mike Ruby. May Folks, come in morning. here and meet Groucho Marx.
4: Welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to your life. <laughs> Say the sacred word and you'll divide $100. It's a common way, something you'll find around the house. Uh, Betty uh, Whitner, Whitener. Whitener, huh? And uh, Mike Ruby, huh? Where, uh, where are you from, uh, Mrs. Uh, Whitener?
6: I'm from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, just below Lookout (laughs) Mountain.
4: There's those people from Brooklyn again. (laughs) You're from Lookout Mountain,
3: eh?
4: And what do you look out for while you're up there, Betty?
6: Well, (laughs) uh, on a clear day, you can look out over the mountain and seek seven states. Mm-hmm. And it's a very famous. Uh, you know what place? seven states you can see? Uh... Well, Georgia and Alabama and and uh, Kentucky, and uh, I can't think of the rest of them right now.
4: Well, you're probably only one halfway up, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what,
4: what do you do, Mrs. Weidner, besides spying on seven states?
6: I um, work for Alpha Fresh McFarlane. <laughs>
4: Well, have you complained to your husband?
3: <laughs>
4: what do you mean, awful fresh? What, what's the matter with him?
6: Well, he's he's uh, not fresh, but his candy is.
4: Oh, I see. That's the, that's the name of the candy, awful that's fresh candy. Right. I see. That's that's rather clever, isn't it? Huh? Are you there?
6: <laughs>
4: well, uh, just how fresh is it? Is about if I bit into a maraschino cherry. Uh, Would it squirt me in the eye or
6: something? Well, it's liable to because they break down after a certain length of time and it's liable to. Yeah, well, who
4: doesn't,
3: huh? That's the history
4: of my life, Mrs. Widener. Let's not become nostalgic here, huh? What is your job at this fudge foundry? I'm a dipper. What do you mean you're a dipper?
6: I dip in chocolate.
4: <laughs> you must be an awful mess when you get home at night.
3: <laughs>
4: well, how do they get the nuts in the peanut brittle? I, that's always puzzled me.
6: Well, uh, the candy maker that makes the uh, peanut brittle, he goes out to the nut house and, uh, <laughs> and he gets uh, the nuts. Uh, they have to weigh all their ingredients then he takes the syrup and the glucose and the sugar and all the ingredients that he puts into it
4: well is it easy to get somebody out of the nut house (laughs) (laughs) you're uh, a Mike Ruby you're a wrestling referee (laughs) that's right what's necessary to be a referee a wrestling referee I've been watching it on television first you have to go down to the state athletic commission and wait just a moment you're not going to stand there and tell me that wrestling is considered an athletic event.
2: Well, yes, it is. It's
4: supervised by the... Well, I guess ever since they've had an athletic commission in the state of California. Is Anyhow. that so? I would think the screen actor's girl had more to do with that. <laughs>
3: uh,
4: don't take a slug at me. Uh, <laughs> I may come back with some peanut But How do you get a license to... Is your name Mr. Roth? Uh, did you... yeah. Mike Ruby. Oh, Mike Ruby. Huh? Do, do you have to get a license? Do you have to prove that you can't see two feet without your glasses?
0: No, you have to take a uh, very rigid physical and written examination
4: to get a license. I've seen a lot of wrestling on television, and I have a question. How is it all I ever see is the referee bending over when I watch a wrestling match? Well, you know, you uh, fellas could make a fortune selling advertising. LAUGHTER One thing I've been avoiding, and I wish you'd give me a frank answer, is is wrestling really honest? Sure. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not a six-year-old child, you know. What, make, what makes you think it's honest? Well, I'm a former wrestler myself. And you regard that as, as evidence?
3: <laughs> I
4: better be careful. You throw a hammerlock on me. If you care to make a statement about wrestling, you can go right ahead, and I'll, I'll be I'll be quiet. I promise Well, uh, I'll admit there are some
0: crooked athletes in the wrestling game, but uh, I don't think there's any more crooked men engaged in the wrestling game than in
4: any other sport or occupation. Or... In other words, what goes on in your wrestling?
3: <laughs> in other words, what goes
4: on in your wrestling arena is honest, fair and above reproach? Is that it: uh... Sure. Well, in that case, I own the crookedest television set in this town.
3: Right? <laughs> well, it's been, it's
4: been most enlightening talking to you two, and next time I bite into a chocolate cream, I won't be surprised if, if I find Gorgeous George in there.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, you kind of, uh, you're going to play your Bet Your Life. You beat our other couples, and you get a chance at the $1,000 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but Gorgeous George is going to remind our listeners. That's Mr. Fenneman I'm referring to
0: the professor's wife and the memory expert lead with $18. All
4: right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected nicknames of sports and mortals. Is that right? That's right. Or immortal sports. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen. Who is known as the Sultan of Swat? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is right. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the 35 are you going to bet on your second? Mm, dollars uh, what tennis player was known as Little Miss Pokerface? Helen Take a guess if you don't know.
0: Helen Wells. Helen Wells. Moody is right. You now have sixty-seven dollars and fifty cents. And here's your
4: third question: How much of the sixty-seven dollars and fifty-five cents are you going to bet? Fifty. Fifty. Sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five dollars. Right you? Yes. All right. What French? <laughs> what French boxer was known as the Orchid Man?
0: Gorgeous George's Carpentier.
4: Carpentier is right. I just wanted you to know that I knew the incorrect pronunciation. Huh? And is your last chance to beat uh, the other couples? How much have they got?
0: I think they have $132.50. How much are you gonna go for? Shoot it. Shoot it? Hmm?
4: Well, yeah. okay. This is the last question? This is the coup de grass. What am I saying? <laughs> Who is known as the galloping ghost? Red Grange. Red Grange is right. I've a big test. to all those questions.
0: We now have a grand total of $265, and that means that the referee and the chocolate dipper with $265 in just one minute get a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Folks, one thing you can always count on is expert attention for your car when you take it to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. No matter what service your car may need, whether it's an engine tune-up, a winter check-up, or just a simple lubrication job, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer has the equipment to do it right. And he has the master technicians who know how to use that equipment, too. Yes, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is the man to see when your car needs service of any kind. And he has complete paint facilities, too, to give you a top job, whether your car needs an overall paint job or a touch-up to prevent rust and corrosion in the bad weather driving ahead. So if you want to put your car in top-running condition at a price that's fair, take it where you see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here comes the chocolate dipper and the referee, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question.
4: Now, Betty and Mike, here's a chance to really wiggle yourself into some real big money now. Here we go for $1,000. dollars i give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. It's a tough one. In 1947, the ECA, or Marshall Plan, came into being to help the peoples of Europe. For $1,000, tell me what are the letters E-C-A stand for. And I want you to tell me exactly. Now, think about it. You got
3: 15,
4: All right, kids, All right. take a stab. What do you say?
1: It's got to be precise
4: now. European Cooperative, Cooperative Association.
0: Association, but that's no. not it. Why well, are you fighting with know.
4: it? It's, it's a tough question. I didn't know it either. It's it's a Economic Cooperation Reason Administration. administration.
0: Yes, close.
4: I'm sorry. At, uh, at, and our source is the Encyclopedia Americana. That's the correct answer. Anyhow, they won how much? Uh... $265 in the quiz. Well, that's not too bad. That means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Congratulations, and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight.
3: Thank you. Good
0: be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Mark Show when the big question will be worth... And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And
4: when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you goodnight, folks, and remember... Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer.
0: Folks, here's a reminder that when you contribute to the United Red Feather campaign this month, you contribute to many campaigns in one. Yes to the community health and welfare services of most cities have been added the national services of the United Defense Fund. So remember, give the United Red Feather way. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding.
2: Exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever
3: known.
2: In our last very exciting episode, the famed feathered fowl arrived in London, which is in England, with Miss H. Hullfinger, his secretary, confidant, traveling companion. Uh, that's it. Moment. The two were met at the airport by the chief police inspector and whisked through the streets of London.
7: You know, Inspector, it's remarkable how much you resemble the police commissioner of Midland City. I have heard that, wing warrior. It's also remarkable that you sound so much alike, voice-wise, that is. I have heard that, too, yes. How would you explain this? One coincidence, I suppose. Oh, yes. And two, we have the same mother and father. Oh. Does that mean you're related? In a way, Yes. In what way, Inspector? They're twin sisters.
5: Winged Warrior, could we get down to business?
7: Of course. What's first, Miss Helpinger?
5: You're going to a briefing session at the B.S. office.
7: At the B.S. office. Does that mean... That
5: means British security.
7: That's what I thought.
2: (sighs) Well, here we are, Miss Helpinger, Winged Warrior. Follow me, please. Right. Right. And without a moment's delay, the Chief Police Inspector escorts the American crime-fighting team through the slickly waxed and polished corridors of the British security headquarters.
7: If there are any questions about our operation, I'd be happy to answer them, Winged Warrior. Well, I do. You have one question, Inspector. Uh, yes. What kind of wax do you folks use on your floors? I mean, they really look swell. And this winged warrior is our special... Really shine. Equipment section. Oh, yes. Then you were here before? No. They showed it in this James Bond movie. It was the one where the girl was painted all gold all over and then what happened... Winged when...
5: warrior? Yes. The inspector is handing you something.
7: Oh. What is this, inspector? This winged warrior is your security badge. Oh, yes. What is it actually, a miniature bomb? Whenever you're here in our offices, you must wear it at all times, that's all. Does it do anything special? Well, only in the sense that it will permit you access through doors, no Normally closed. Oh, I see. Well, let's give it a try.
2: Well, so the security badge does not permit one to walk through closed doors. Just who has been waxing those floors? What part is James Bond bound to play? And just where does Miss Helfinger get off claiming that the police commissioner of Midland City and the chief police inspector are twin sisters? Does she think Dorothy will swallow that? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. <laughs>
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Like last week, the last couple didn't have much of a challenge to get to that big question, but they sure made sure they did their all. And we know George loves it when people stray from those whole dollar bets. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday and Grouch will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.